Welcome to Doing Design Podcast on This Is Hate CD, hosted by all the world's best live design and innovation trainers from thisisdoing.com. In the next 20 minutes, two speakers will share their knowledge and experience on how the fields of human-centered design and innovation management have come together closer over the past years. Learn more about how designers, researchers and business strategists are closely collaborating on new service concepts that build an inherently multidisciplinary teamwork. Hi, Witze. Hi, thank you. I'm happy to do this recording together and to speak a bit about uh, continuous collaboration, actually, between these two fields of human-centered design and uh, innovation management. Sure. Also happy to record it so people can listen it if they're interested. So uh, we've titled it Bridging the Gap between creative dynamics and business logic. And that resembles the sort of two different backgrounds that we have and that we see a lot of overlap, but also a lot of value from both sides. Maybe it's good to first start with some personal introductions. Can you introduce yourself? Yes, please. My name is Wietse van der Aan, and I've been a long time innovation management professor at uh, several business schools. And in that role, I've well, been involved in many different types of organizations and projects, mainly in service organizations or service firms. Okay, excellent. And maybe to introduce myself, I'm Geke van Dijk. I am the director of uh, Standby, and I have uh, a long-term experience with service, human-centered design, service design, design research, based in London and Amsterdam, and working for uh, both clients in the corporate sector and in the non-profit sector. So Wietse and I, um, we met about 10 years ago now because we both joined Emerging Services and Network. And we recognized that although we're coming from different backgrounds and fields, our work is very connected and also very uh, complementary. And that we saw that uh, both people working in innovation management and in uh, human-centered design, working on innovation are very creative and working on useful, innovative concepts that serve both the businesses and the customers, and also that the processes were very similar, right? Very staged processes. So it was interesting to put our experience together and to see that there was a lot of overlap. Do you remember that? Yes, and to some extent, that was a bit of a surprise. But on the other hand, there's a certain logic behind our work in terms of, first of all, getting good insights in what customers or users expect and do, and but also how to kind of work with those insights and and getting from insights to finally successful and valuable solutions for users and customers. But there's there's quite some similarities and that's good because we we can easily more or less integrate, I think, our, our knowledge and our expertise. But on the other hand, it's also good to see that both of us have our own kind of advantages in terms of the depth or the the breadth of our understanding of the innovation issues. Yeah. And and that was interesting as well. It's still interesting that sometimes the jargon is different. So different terms are used for the same yes. things as you famously have the stage, yeah. gate, stage gate model innovation management where you yeah. go from one stage to the other to progress on your innovation funnel. And we, human centered design, use famously the double diamond where we say you have yep. the exploration stage, you have the ideation stage. So we also had to do a lot of comparison to see how these frameworks add up. Yeah, you know, this. I think the big advantage of design approach or design thinking approach is that you collect these really deep 
and original insights into what customers do and want and how they behave and what they experience. And that is not always that well addressed, I think, in uh, innovation management or even in marketing. So there's a big advantage. And I think we understand more and more that this is very often a very strong starting point to think about new new ideas and new solutions for our users and customers. So that's, I think, from an innovation management point of view, very, very interesting to, to see how you do that and also how you get from insights to the creation and generation of ideas and potential solutions. Whereas I think the innovation management field might help to see the bigger picture of innovation, in, in a, especially mm. in larger organizations. For example, how does this, this idea generation combine with, with strategic directions in, in the organization? Also things like collaboration between various departments, of, and which becomes much more important and challenging the further you get in the innovation process. Now you have to collaborate more with all kinds of people who are involved in some part of the implementation of your ideas or the, the further development of your ideas. Inside parties, but also sometimes outside parties, partners you have to collaborate with. And that's not always addressed that explicitly, I think, in design, in the design thinking approach, the implementation yeah. part. Yeah, sure. It's often there's a lot of emphasis, rightly so, on studying what's the current situation, doing explorations and understanding where the gaps are. Then there's a lot of emphasis on ideation. Where can we go? What are the opportunities and potential concepts? And then often the design process sort of ends and it's like now it should be implemented. Whereas learning from innovation management, already in those first stages, you need to be busy with how do we connect this to other parts of the businesses yep. and how, how do we line this up for a good roadmap and for implement implementation planning, basically. One of the things I learned, well, through our collaboration and from you and all the cases we have been discussing uh, over the years, is that the real importance of having these good insights, well-documented insights into what customers and users are, are expecting and experiencing. And one particular reason why this is so important is that especially in service organizations, but I think this counts for many different types of organizations, it is so important that you can explain to, well, the staff, to the employees, why you are doing this, why you are working on innovation, because many people have to give up something or they have to develop new competences and skills or learn to work with a new technology or collaborate with other types of people. So there's a lot of changes happening and people might be rather reluctant to do that immediately. Mm. So you need a strong story, a strong reason why, why it's so important for the organization, but also for the users, of course, to do this. And I think this strong reason you can find in good research in the beginning, in a deep understanding of what customers want. Yeah, which is interesting because for a user-centered designer and researcher, that's so obvious. We always do that. <laughs> so we almost yeah. not see the, the big advantage of that to build a foundation for the ideation. And indeed, working together with you with the innovation management to recognize that often innovation projects from a more 
business angle, jump into the ideation straight away. Yeah. And forget that exploration that builds that foundation. So that was interesting where we compared it and put it together that we actually arrived at a triple diamond process where we said if we build on the double diamond that exists in human-centered design, exploration, ideation, and if we build on the two big stages of innovation management, ideation and implementation, why not put that together? But have both disciplines of all disciplines involved, involved from throughout all the stages. That it's inherently multidisciplinary perspective. Yeah, and I think it's still, although it might look a bit obvious, I, I still it's it's exceptional to do this. If you look into well my practice, but also the literature, the three diamonds framework, the three diamonds process, you could say, is is rather unique the way we mm-hmm. we organize it, and I think it very much adds to the to the relevance and the impact. Of the solutions that come out of the of the funnel, so to say. Yeah. And I think that might be also for people who are involved in this first or the first two stages of the diamonds. It might sometimes be a bit frustrating, not exactly knowing what happens afterwards or how to deal with their ideas or potential solutions in such a way that you enhance the chance that they are also implemented and that are valued by the rest of the organization. Yeah. And I think this, that's, that makes it into a very strong framework and a strong process to use to go through all the three diamonds and, and to be able to go back and forward, so to say, that you yeah. understand what you might need at the end and that it might influence what you do at the beginning. Yeah. And to not make the implementation plan an afterthought but you need to start with preparing no. that from, from the beginning, right? So that's how we going through and coaching a lot of people on projects over the years, how we've made sure that in the triple diamond process, we've sprinkled tools from both the business background and designer research throughout all the stages to say with your, let's say, business perspective or your customer's perspective or your creative perspective, you need to work along every of these stages. Yeah, and I, I think what what we were able to to kind of produce or deliver is that people have a much more sort of integrated or complete toolbox where they say, well, for each and every yeah. stage, we can choose from certain tools that fit to the need of our project or our company and make sense. We can, we can make a meaningful, sensible combination of tools. I think that is important to experience once you do such a project. Because every project and every company is, of course, a bit different. And Mm -hmm. and it's not always that you use the same tool. Some of them are kind of well-known and used very often, but also from innovation management perspective. Sometimes you need sort of a different tool. Mm. And that's the kind of, well, offering we have delivered so far in those courses and and that has always proven to be very successful and helpful yeah yeah and another aspect that i found in those courses what really helped is that people actually worked on a project so we're not just going through the theory and models and and process frameworks but really to say when you apply it on the project that's where you really make the choice with tools which tool fits me what part of the process am i in and what makes sense for this project. And then because we've often coached 
several participants in the course on different projects, you could see that they made very considered different choices because it fitted sure. with their project. Sure. Yeah. Well, one of the things I also well enjoyed very much working with you and with the participants so far is that we understand the need for, for collaboration. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. in the past, innovation management was kind of restricted a bit more to R&D departments or innovation uh-huh. teams. But once you, you understand that you really want to make a change that's relevant for the organization, then you, you have to kind of reflect on how can I become stronger in collaboration with mm-hmm. people with different backgrounds, different functional responsibilities in the companies. And that's also something that we address during this process, how to do that. And how can you kind of have a meaningful conversation with the other parties and yeah. in such a way that you do not overcompromise your original idea. So you don't give away a lot of the things you, you, you think are important, but you understand what you need to do to make progress. Yeah. And it sounds easy, but it isn't always easy. No, that is very difficult. <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah. There's many different agendas. companies, yeah. it can be difficult to do that. Yeah. 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 But at least to, at the end of the innovation project, to have a proper implementation and a realistic implementation plan. Yeah. And a roadmap for the yeah. implementation. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think that's one of the things we can learn from, well, management in general, but innovation management a bit more particular, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe one other thing that is, is a bit different is the sort of discipline you use in selecting ideas because, well, people are involved in the creative process, they come up with many ideas and, and that's fun and that's really important to do that and to open up. and mm-hmm. But then the hard job is very often to, to pick the right ones and, yeah. and, and that might be very difficult. But we all know that if you work on too many different ideas and you, you keep on working on them throughout the process, not every idea will receive the attention that it needs. So you have to select. And that's a hard job. So then the, the discussion goes about the criteria you need to use. Yeah. Well, what are those criteria? And I think many people have this understanding somehow, but a very explicit discussion about what type of criteria are important in your organization is very helpful, I think. Yeah, yeah. And that definitely, throughout every stage of the project, that's a big thing in the mental model, isn't it? Are we diverging? Are we just generating insights or generating ideas or generating ideas for implementation or are we converging? Are we selecting to make sure that we're not taking everything on board and dilute <laughs> the whole project, but take strategic choices from a multidisciplinary list of selection yeah. criteria? And that's in the project for this multidisciplinary collaboration, super important. That everybody agrees yeah. and on are we diverging or are we converging? Yeah. And I think the deeper understanding, but also the experience of how does this work, those various mm-hmm. stages and this, this kind of mixed between diverging and converging, that's an yeah. important added value of the work we've been doing so far, I think. And when you look into the management literature, and especially what a bit more the strategic innovation literature, well, we all know this, those cases of very high-level successful companies that finally 
die, they don't exist anymore. And one of the reasons is they were not able to kind of diverge on the right time. So mm. they were not able to see other opportunities and other types of solutions. And that's also what we take into account in this course, using, for example, one of these, these well-known models like the 10 types of innovation. Hey, there's an opportunity to do entirely different things or finding different directions for innovation in your company. So it's it's important to also yeah. really value this creative part. Yeah, and that has for me been quite some eye-openers in the collaboration that there's from the innovation discipline quite some, let's say, tested and proven criteria on what yeah. makes sense yeah. and almost sort of checklist what to consider when you're thinking about what's feasible yeah. for implementation. So that really helped converging, not just from what does a customer want or what does the creative team get really excited about, but also what makes sense yeah. for the business. Yeah. 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 And the way we use those models and frameworks is very much, so what's in it for you? Eh? So it's not that kind of theory-driven or framework push, you could yeah. say. Now let's try to understand the, the essence of a framework and how could it help you to make better decisions? That's, yeah. that's I think. True. And then not to use it as a harness, but as a foundation to to play on and make considered uh, choices. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've been doing it for quite some years, right? Giving courses and and, and coaching people. We have seen so many different companies and types Mm -hmm. of participants over the years. And that's also really interesting and fun to experience that in almost every case, this works. Huh? People once people start working mm-hmm. on the project, they see, they understand the value of it. Yeah, there's a rich foundation yeah. of experiences and projects and cases here. Yeah, and sometimes people coming from more a, a business background or a managing background, wanting to get more confident and comfortable with the creative yeah. thinking and the research, and sometimes people with more the creative background, wanting to get more comfortable and confident, confident about all this teaching. Yeah, considerations. Yeah. That's a good combination. And we've also learned that this coaching is important, that it's not just indeed soaking up the theory, but applying it on the project and get train that muscle and get stronger in doing it. Yeah. 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 So let's uh, continue that. <laughs> yes. And we've recently started to collaborate on the This Is Doing, which is thisisdoing.com, to offer their course, which is called doing business innovation (laughs) with the three C's, creative, collaborative, and customer-centric, which is exactly in that middle bit of benefiting from the rich experience and knowledge from user-centered design and innovation management and building up the triple diamond that we sell. And we offer it in two instances, right? A a one-session course, almost like a overview introduction or a course with like six sessions where people can really get into depth while they are working on a project yeah yeah so the first masterclass is more about learning to understand the basics and have the overview which is i think valuable to do that but if you want to take the opportunity to dive deeper and learn more and experience what it does for you then it's good also to combine it with working on a project and then we we need a few more sessions to do that yeah 
Yeah. So that means in a couple of weeks it can sort of land and soak in. And then the opportunity to do uh, coaching in parallel. So people could join the joint sessions, but we could also book separate individual sessions to zoom in on projects and to give dedicated coaching. Yeah. So if people are listening to this conversation, you're interested, go and look at thisisdoing.com. Courses are up for April and May. Be very interested to get to know you and to extend the conversations. Yes, looking forward to it. Yes. Thanks for the conversation, uh, Rietzen, as always. Thank you again. Thank you. See you soon again. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. So there you have it. If you like this episode, feel free to visit thisishcd.com where you can access our back catalogue of over 100 episodes with episodes related to service design, product management, design research, and much, much more. Now, if you're interested in design and innovation training, feel free to check out our business, thisisdoing.com, where you can join online classrooms and learn from the world's best design and innovation leaders. Join the This Is Hate City newsletter where you'll receive updates from the network. And also, if you're interested, apply to join the Slack community on thisishcd.com. Stay safe and until next time, take care.